We're live from the Big Daddy Gun Studios. I'm Hank Strange. Today we have special guest, Reverend Ken Blanchard. How you doing, Reverend Ken? I'm doing good, man. How you making out? Good, good. It's good to have you. Um, thanks for the invitation. Oh, thanks for coming. And uh, we're going to try to hit as many topics as we can today. I, we've got you for a limited time here. So, you know, we've got to make the best of it. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I mean, this is this is probably a weird question, but there is some cursing here. So in honor of you, I will try to refrain. It's all good, man. <laughs> from cursing. I don't know. Sometimes I get a little passionate. <laughs> so what have you what have you been up to, man? You're you're always busy working on things out there. So what's going on in your world? Well, right now I'm trying to take uh my 30 years of doing this thing and actually make it work. Um, I got content for days. Um and I'm trying to take the best of what I have and what people actually want to hear and find that. And I'm kind of just redefining myself. So I'm pulling some stuff up. Um, I'm actually getting some help from a few people. I'm slowly building a team together to help me uh, move the needle. Uh, being a first, it's kind of like being like Jeremiah Johnson, a frontier mountain man. And um, meanwhile, while you're in the mountain, somebody just built a whole town and with skyscrapers and stuff and you come back down the hill and bam, all this stuff exists. So that's where I've been, I've been kind of like that. Um, trying to just, Catch up to 2017 um, for the most part. Some of the stuff, believe it or not, uh, is still new to me and I'm trying to figure out where I go. So that's it. Okay, cool. So I know that most people know you because of the Black Man with a Gun book that you wrote. And I think that was um, re-released. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, I wrote the first one in 1999 and uh, had my website in 2000 and then uh, in 2014, Redid it, did a, a, new, a newer version of it, kind of added some stuff that was missing from the first one. Okay, very cool. So for folks out there who don't know you or don't know about you, can you just give us, um, you know, like a quick idea of your background, where you came from? You've, you've, got, you've got a pretty deep history, I know. Um, well, we can go back to the beginning. Uh, when I came out of the Marine Corps, um, having escaped the kidnapping, I actually got a chance to work with the Central Intelligence Agency. So I became whatever they needed for a while. I was security guard, a police officer, or admin assistant, and moved my way up inside to I was working some analysis. And I found out that I love to teach. And I got put on as a firearms instructor. And I went nuts with that because we got we had an armory that's like the world's guns are in this are in this thing. So um, I got a chance to get taught by some of the best in the world. And I wanted to share all that knowledge with people in the community. The bad part was I was kind of uh, naive. I didn't know about gun control and the mindset of the people in the community. So when I came out and said, I'm going to teach you guys how to be safe and responsible and show you some cool stuff that I know. First, I looked too young to know anything. And <laughs> second, my um, employer said, you can do this, but you can't tell anybody how you got the information or who taught you. So I had to become this other persona to do it. So the Ken Blanchard kind of diminished and this person called the black man with a gun kind of popped up. Um, and then since 91, um, I started a gun club called the 10th Cavalry Gun Club, which got really big in DC and Baltimore and New Jersey. Um, I wasn't ready for that whole culture of people following me around. And I remember this is all before Google, Facebook, 
Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, how long ago was this? Because you've been doing this for some decades. Yeah, all before social media. So it was all one-on-one personal stuff. And I wasn't really comfortable having this crew of people follow me around. Um, but that's what happened. And somewhere in there, we got um, went into ministry. And then that changed my, my focus just a tad. But I also got involved in politics. And I helped um, the concealed carry reform movement start first in Virginia, then Texas, um, and then Wisconsin and Michigan, South Carolina. And then we came back home to Maryland and I bombed. Um, didn't work here, but uh, I kept pushing and then got kind of frustrated and angry and tired um, of knowing all these people and doing all these things and still trying to keep my job. So it, it was um, I was still a good government worker and uh, I had restrictions so I could be on CNN talking about the right to keep and bear arms and worried while I'm looking at the camera that in this big operations center, my face was on about 30 um, screens. And when I get back to work, I might actually get fired or sent to talk to the FBI for disclosing something. So it was like a, a really weird thing going on. Um, right. And in between that, I still worked. So sometimes I was gone for a few weeks or a few months. And then I'd pop back up and somebody would say, well, we got this thing happening in Michigan. Can you speak to this? Or there's this thing happening in California. Can you do a voiceover for that? So I got a chance to go around the country as this black guy with a gun. And when podcasting started for me, in 2007, I jumped on it because it was a chance for me to just talk to people, um, educate people, entertain people uh, from my basement. And I've been doing that since 2007. Right. So this is, you know, this is like really weird for me because, you know, we've known each other for, for some time. And, you know, when I started, you, you helped me out a lot. You still do. Obviously you're here, but Knowing who you are and knowing your background, you should be super famous in the community. That's what I feel. I think people do know you, but yeah. not as many people as should know who you are. It's, you it's probably my, my fault, too. Sometimes I pull away from stuff. There's there's opportunity to, like, exploit, I guess, headlines or do some clickbaiting, and I won't do it. Um, there's that, that ministry part of me. Um, there's that part of, um, like, I'll get a really good interview. Somebody will say, I got the black man with the gun online and I got a chance to just go crazy and be Samuel Jackson. But right. <laughs> that's not me. So right. they'll, get, they'll get the calm guy and that does not move the needle a bit. So I failed mostly with my own hand. Yeah. I've, you know, if I could do anything, I really would like to because um, we had this discussion before on another platform. Yeah. There's some movies that uh, like Denzel Washington has done several movies and it's basically you, right? Yeah. My, my family is forever. We'll watch a movie and it, it just look at me like <laughs> that's scary. And then and, it, <laughs> and I go, but I know God. So we're good. We're, yeah. I'm, I'm saved. It's, um, it's a reason <laughs> for me being in a church. It, it's like, uh, it keeps me from, from being that other person. I got a family to, to respond to. I got a wife and two grown kids now. So if I had no one, I would be pretty scared. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's timing. I think some things are timing. And I, I know often, like, even in this world that we're in, it has a lot to do with young people. And, you know, if the, the momentum for whatever reason, clickbait or just something goes viral, it kicks up. But I think as well, you know, this you, you have a real story. There's lots of people that are kind of like pretenders in this, you know, in my in my personal opinion, they're not 
um, you know, they're faking the funk. <laughs> I think that's the best way that I could put it. And you're the real deal. So at some point, people are going to figure this out, man. <laughs> no. you know, you're at least putting it on the Internet. You, you know, you might not be here. You might be like one of the great artists, <laughs> you know. Wait till I'm dead and then boom, it come out. You know? Yeah, I, I, I really hope I really hope it doesn't happen that way, because you've got a genuine, real rich history in um, in guns in America. You know, you, you're a true American, uh, a renaissance man. And personally, in my opinion, and uh, not not just as a black man, I think it is important that you're a black guy who's accomplished all these things. But as an American, you know, as a patriot, you have a real genuine history. And, uh, you know, talking about the Marines, uh, the CIA, all that other stuff. And, and uh, I wish more people would recognize you for it. So, you know, anything we could do, anything we could do. So here, here's a question that I have for you. Um, you've, you've probably been in the NRA for years. How's the NRA changed over these years since you've been in there? They're and, more open to women. Um, but for the most part, they haven't changed. They're pretty much the same. Um, I've got a chance to to uh, share hot dogs with with the head folks. I mean, I've been at the cookouts. I've I've seen them when they drink a few and and heard what they talk about. Um, not much has changed. Okay, I, I could just go on a rant and no, just, yeah. just and just slam them to, to nobody's business. But that ain't what I do. <laughs> right. So in in relation to um, black people and black gun ownership and the NRA and black people, is it the same thing? Has it changed? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? You know, yesterday I had on another Marine, uh, Tim Harmson, Military Arms Channel. I don't know if you're aware of who he is. Hmm. And, um, you know, he's 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 pretty big <laughs> in the gun side of this thing. Uh, good guy. And he he was a, a very vocal um opponent of the NRA for a long time. I mean, obviously he was in the NRA and all that, but, you know, he, he was complaining about a lot of things with the NRA. But recently, I think in the last, I would say about six months or so, maybe the last year, he's decided to give the NRA four more years that some of the leadership has changed and all that. And he's trying to encourage people to give them four years to really show us that they're changing things. How, how do you see it? How, you know, how does it, you know, how do you look at this whole thing? This, this is what I, I truly believe. You have, a, you have an organization that has to sustain itself. Um, they are not racist. They are not biased. They are trying to stay solvent. Um, so they will do whatever is necessary and patronize the people who patronize them. Um, if 20,000 African-American people, Hispanic people, uh, LGBTQI um, ran to membership all of a sudden, they would change to meet that need. But since we're not there, they don't have to do anything. And because they're also really comfortable with the crew that they got, that's who they work with. And they push that thing like nobody's business. Everybody else, they don't nothing against you, but they're not gonna push anything unless there's some money um, or there's some there's some eyeballs. There's so, gotta be something for them. If you're not making enough noise, maybe? They don't care about noise. Okay. Noise doesn't matter, it's money. Mm -hmm. It's money. Um, you got you got a whole culture shift. You have people who will pay um, their dues and up their membership before they pay their mortgage. If you're not in that group, they're not talking to you. Right. So they know they they won't bite the hand that's feeding them, and they know very well what that hand is. Yeah. 
Okay. So is there anything that we can do about that? Uh, is there a way to infiltrate, get in there and, and, and change that, make that better, improve it? I wish they were. Um, again, I know, I know a lot of them. I know a lot of the, the, the directors. I know a lot of the people on executive staff. Um, they, they're just following the plan. I mean, the plan works. It's kind of like if I'm selling you hot dogs and you don't care about the ketchup, I'm not going to change the recipe tomorrow. I mean, I don't care how much you scream over here. I don't care if you protest over here. Social media. I remember when I first got my website in 2000, I had a web person build this thing for me. My website was bigger than the NRAs in 2000. And they were worried that I had some money or some power that they didn't have yet. So they got real quiet on me. And um, it's, it's a struggle for success. It has nothing to do with you personally. It's all about business. Right. I understand that. So is there a plan? Do you have a plan of what you're going to do about this? Are there things you can share with us? You know, what direction, you know, how, how, how are you planning to deal with this situation that's been going on? That's a good question. Um, I'm not, I'm not touching it at all. Um, it's not even my concern anymore. There was a time um, when I had the 10th cavalry. I remember when they brought um, the tent, uh, the range had just opened in um, Fairfax, Virginia, and they shut that thing down for my gun club. And we had about 40 African-American people merge on the NRA range when it first opened. And that was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. There's always been talk of us doing something more, but it's always just been talk. So for me, and even even I even tried, I thought sometimes I would have like a an alternate meeting when they had the national uh, annual meeting and just meet with other people. And folks have been doing that for years. Um, Michael Bain, them guys, they have parties with companies that's separate from the country and Western stuff that's going on. Right. So there's always there's always been an alternate thing is just that our group or if you want to say people of color haven't been able to organize anything. I'm mm -hmm. successful or want to do it. So it's for me personally, I'm not going to fight that battle. OK, so I noticed, you know, we were talking about social media and how those things have changed. There are black gun groups. Or Lots of them. Now. A lot more than it was 20 years ago. Right now. I'm kind of like worried about some of the people within these groups because I see certain things that I think that this is it. You know, I think part of it's good, right? Black people getting into guns, or I think we've always been into guns, to be honest with yep. you, yep. right? Yep. Black people have always been into guns, um, even in hip hop culture, all that kind of stuff. If you go to that yep. extreme, they're into it. People in the South, uh, no matter where you live in America, I think you you would want to protect yourself. But we haven't been very vocal with it because we typically plant, like follow um, certain people out there that we think are our leaders, so liberals, Democrats. We, we go along with them. We say, oh, these are the guys we should be voting for. Um, so now you see people coming out and saying, OK, yes, we're wearing guns. We're here. We're proud of it. But on the flip side of that, I think some of the reasoning and then some of the rhetoric that comes out of those groups bothers me because I don't think it's going to help to move us forward, you know, into the future in a positive direction. Have you seen any of this? Yeah. I mean, there's it's, it's a sociological um, project. It's kind of like when you first start off and they put you all the little boys on this side and all the little girls on this side. And as you grow up, you learn that it's really cool to be with girls. 
And, um, and then you separate by gender and you separate by race and you join groups because they have like minds. There's a time when you're just comfortable being with people that look like you. The bad part of that whole thing is the reason for you doing it. When you're being exclusive and you become almost as racist as the people that you're accusing other people of doing, that part is like floating around like really heavy right now. And folks can't separate the two. Um, it's, it's hard to be American. Um, that's like not even cool. It's cool to be something, something. You can be any group you want to be, but don't don't be your flag waving American. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, a strange dichotomy we got going on right now. Yeah, it's scary to me. Um, you know, I've seen some of the things these guys are talking about, some of the people that they support, and it, it really does worry me. I see them come out talking about other black gun leaders that are out there or, or people in the gun community of color and in a, an incredibly derogatory way. If there was yeah. a white group saying what some of these groups say, yeah. this would make the news. If the NRA said some of these things, I've seen horrible things said about Colin Noir. I know we were just talking about the NRA. One of the things they have done is, uh, you know, Colin Noir is uh, one of their representatives. I think he does a good job. I know that that's a tough position for, for him to be in. Yeah. Right? If he, he's actually a lawyer now, past the bar and everything. So mm-hmm. he's like, he's like getting his skin toughened as a, he's going to be an awesome attorney. He's going to be better than Johnny Cochran ever was from all this stuff that's going on with him right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I look forward to maybe even seeing him in the future going into politics. Oh, but when I, when, when I see these guys tearing him down, when I see them putting, I mean, even some of these groups that I've supported because I was like, okay, you know, here's some, here's some uh, black people going out there and, uh, you know, getting involved with the Second Amendment. And then the things I see them put up, it's just incredibly disheartening to me. And I was just wondering if you're going through any of that, uh, you know, or, or if you have a statement to make on that. Yeah, I do. I, I saw it when I first started at 10th Calvary. Um, I was I was surprised. And again, this is before we had face, Facebook and social media. So folks couldn't be as vitriolic as they are now. They couldn't post stuff anonymously. Um, but I saw the group separated then and it's always been that way. It's, it's sad. Like you said, it is disheartening. Um, you, you want to say, can't we all just get along? But there's, there's like this power that you have to, you have to down somebody else before you can get ahead. And somebody can't be, you can't be as conscious as me. You can't be as black as me. I mean, there's just, just one upmanship that just keeps coming. Um, you're not as militant. Um, you're, I mean, it just keeps going and going. So for me personally, like my, my sister would say, I'm not about that life. I'm, I'm letting them guys just fight it out and have nice tribal wars between each other. And uh, and I'll still be here when they're gone. Um, my, my whole path is to to educate people, to entertain them if I can. And if they're not careful, they're going to learn something. I'm, I've been doing this thing um, in the same mode almost. And it hasn't made me rich, but it has helped a lot of people. And that's where I'm going to stay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. You know, one of the things that um, that I've seen is there's some groups uh, that are actually pushing the message that since uh, Trump's election, you know, more black people are getting into guns, but it's because they're afraid of white people. Right now, the media has been pushing this uh, big time and I think people are buying into it. And then some of these groups are, are saying that. And I'm 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 incredibly worried about that because in my personal experience, um, 
I found that most people, I think, I think in the gun community, just like any other community, you have a few people that are racist, right? <laughs> this, yeah. There's just no way around that. And that's on both sides. I don't think that just white people are racist. I think all human beings are racist. Right. So, you know, we obviously have that. But for the most part, I've found like people overwhelmingly opening their arms to me, happy to see me, Lola, and lots of other people out there in the community. And it's terrible that there's people that think like, yeah, we're getting into guns and we're doing all this to get these guys, you know, because we're afraid of those guys. They've been getting guns for the last eight years during Obama. And and now that they've got Trump, they somehow have a license to do this. It's the most insane thing that I've ever heard of. I mean, I can go back when I graduated high school in 1988 and I and I threw up this video of Oprah Winfrey in 1988 encouraging Donald Trump to run for president. People don't realize who Donald Trump really is. I mean, he's, he, you know, he grew up in New York. <laughs> There's this thing about the New York Republican, right? Yeah. You know, rhino, however you want to put it. I'm not trying to come down on him for switching over to the Republican Party. I think Republican Party, Democratic, all these parties need to, to somehow uh, change, evolve, or just totally go away and become something else. And, right. and, and sometimes we have to infiltrate and change them but it's so crazy to see that still at this time, 2017 in America, that we're we're dividing ourselves on the racial lines. I haven't seen this like OJ's in the news right now because um, they're going to be releasing him in uh, Nevada. And I haven't seen stuff like this since we go back to OJ and uh, when he was acquitted. Yeah, we've gone backwards. We haven't moved. We were we were jamming for a minute. And then all of a sudden, with, with our freedom and our newfound love of firearms and the right to keep and bear arms, we become like our oppressors. I mean, we, we become like people we, we talk about all the time. And it's low-hanging fruit. It's real easy to push that button and to grill your numbers. Like, if you want to get folks to join your side, get them all pissed off. Get them, and then... Yeah, if you want to get on the news, if you want to get into the news media and their narrative is white people want to kill black people, so black people should get a bunch of guns, you just go with that. And you don't think about the people that you wind up influencing into being destructive against other people, regardless of what side it comes in. Yeah. You get, you get younger people who don't have the maturity to decide. Well, it was just kind of talking smack. Now they're just going for it. And they actually believe this stuff. So you're growing a whole generation of people who are, are taking your word for gospel. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I think we have so many enemies as Americans to continue to propagate that we should be each other's enemies, that's horrible. We have so many enemies right now, uh, you know, inside of the country and outside of the country. We've got people who just wanna, you know, who just wanna get everything for free, take advantage of people. We have people who just wanna take other people's things. There's other countries that, that would like to see us go down the drain. There's, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's even, you know, um, people that follow, uh, uh, creeds, religions, things that say, let's destroy America. And what we're going to do is get together and just add another, you know, some more logs on that flame. It's an, it's ridiculous. You know, and then, and then we wonder why nobody wants to support us. And then you turn, you turn around. If every time you say something, everybody says, whoa, maybe you should think that you said something wrong, but we don't do that. We got folks who just talk and they get themselves stuck out there and, and don't want to admit, maybe that was dumb. Let me pull back. They keep going. And 
they're so far out there now that they can't come back because they'll lose face if they do. Yeah. And I think we and I think we do have people who are, are pushing some of this stuff. One of the things I get asked about a lot uh, behind the scenes, I haven't really spoken about it a lot. But when I first started doing these broadcasts, I had Voda on. Are you aware of who that is? Voda Consulting? Yeah. So I had him on um, because, you know, we happen to be Facebook friends. He's in some of those groups I was talking about and he was doing some crazy stuff out there. I really wasn't aware of, but everyone was coming to me to ask me about this guy. So I figured, well, you know, what's the best way to deal with this? Let me invite him to come on, speak his piece, ask him questions. Right. And, and we did that. But I've noticed that it's just ramped up. They're still doing it. People, people are still having him on. And it, it kind of like worries me. And then other people always ask me, like, why are people still talking about this guy? Why is Voda such a thing? I'm not trying to come down against what he's doing. You know, he, he can do what he's doing. I think people need to make adult choices and decide whether or not they want to train with him. Right. But the question comes up of why are there people out there that keep pushing that particular story? So do you have any idea? Why, why do you think that that's happening? Everybody loves a circus. We love a bad guy. We love when we can jump on somebody and then see if you're well, whose side you're on by just certain people. Um, we've we've forgotten that you can actually uh, preload a question. You know, when you're watching a, a lawyer show like Law and Order and you're on the witness stand and somebody says, do you still beat your wife? We don't realize that the media, <laughs> that people can ask a question that if you are not sharp enough to realize it's a setup, You'll answer incorrectly and you'll just keep on going. And our folks just keep on feeding into it. So um, you're buying this rifle because Donald Trump was elected. Uh, 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 yeah. And then you got uh, about 20 other people who thought, wow, maybe I should get mine, too. And nobody's even questioning the question. We forget that you have the, the opportunity. Everybody's a media company now. You can make your own statement. You can um, bless somebody or you can curse them with your mouth. And we love to curse. We love to snide comments, the sarcasm, the positivity, real small. The plus stuff to help somebody up, real small. You can count all the people who are talking nonstop. Where's the positivity in what they're saying? Is what they're doing helping anybody other than themselves stay in front of the camera to become right. more famous? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think the implications of that, to me, the implications of what's going on with people that keep pushing that particular message is that they're setting America up for a race war. They love that. Yeah. You know, why would we want that? The chaos that would come out, that, that's, that would be hell. We're going backwards. Yeah, that would be hell on earth. Yeah, we would go, we would go way back. Yeah. way back, you know, and that's, that's like the last thing that we should even want to do. But I know that I, I'm pretty sure that there's some people, including the media that want to push those things. And I think also in the case of a lot of, of a lot of people in the case of voter, for example, like, you know, I know I was trying to, to figure out what's going on with him and put that there and, and maybe, you know, help him think about what he was doing. Uh, when people ask me what's going on there, here's my explanation. I don't know, uh, you might be old enough, you know, to remember Step In, Fetch It, right? And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people in America that don't remember that. Step In, Fetch It was one of the first black actors to make a million dollars, but he had to play a role. 
He had to be this clown. He had to play the role that people wanted him to see. And I think that um, even though we've moved forward, there's some things we haven't moved forward in. And I think that there's lots of people out there that still like to see a clown. Now, I understand entertainment. Uh, you know, I, I strive to be entertaining. Yeah. I, I try to have fun and, um, and, and definitely have that element of entertaining. But I think this goes beyond that. You know, I think that people are setting him up to be a fool, to be a clown. And I don't I, if, if he's deliberately doing it because, you know, because of clickbait, because it's he's going to go viral, then that's even worse. I don't know that I feel that's exactly the thing, but I think people are doing that out there because they feel more comfortable looking at this black guy who's doing this crazy training and just saying, look at this crazy black guy is doing this. This is how insane and somehow it plays into a story in their mind. It's just like, um, you know, uh, there, there's so many things like that out there in our culture all these years later after Step and Fetch It. And I think that every on, on all sides of that, people who are feeding into it are doing something to destroy what lots of people like yourself have dedicated your life, spent your time, your energy, your money, resources into, um, you know, to making it a positive thing. You know, I don't know if that ever makes you mad, but I mean, I know you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, it, it does. Um, and it's, it's what it does now, though, or what it used to do was every time I heard it and I just shake my head and I thought, that's why I'm going to quit because nobody wants positive stuff. Nobody wants the truth. Nobody really cares. They want sensationalism. They want to be inflamed. Um, I'm not going to, you can't hardly, I'm telling you how bad it is. If you put a comment on Facebook, three people will comment back on it without having a clue of what the real purpose of what you're saying is um, to, to try to be funny or to try to, you know, to steal some of the shine from it. The, yeah. the, the way we are now is just weird, man. It's just a strange time. Yeah, I think we had, you know, I'm hoping that we could find a way to go through that. That's why I want to have these conversations. I, I want people to think about what's happening and think that, you know, we all moved away from traditional media. This is why the Internet is, is growing so fast. Because we don't believe the traditional media anymore. I was talking about this yesterday. If you look at the newscasters from the past, if you, can you can you imagine in the seventies, eighties, even nineties, the 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 anchor on the um, like you know your CBS, ABC, NBC anchor? Can you imagine seeing him in a movie? I know you're into sci-fi. Yeah. But, you know, you 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 look at a sci-fi movie today, and you see these guys who are supposed to be anchors. And they're and, and they're, you know, they're doing like this fake broadcast. Oh, yeah, the world's getting attacked by aliens or whatever's going on. So these people are basically actors now and we don't believe them. You know, they, they push agendas on us that even though they might have had these things in their hearts a long time ago, they never pushed on us. We would never go for it. So that's making us all go into social media. But that doesn't mean that the people who want to do this have forgotten that social media exists. They know it's there. They know how powerful it is. They know that's where we are. So they're doing it and we're doing it as well. They're going to it and using it against us. You know, yeah. they're setting us up to do things. We have the opportunity for the first time to communicate across the nation, to be one voice. I mean, we could have like a powwow of all the people who have groups started right now and make our own agenda, make our own plan. But we spend all our time dogging each other 
or putting down other people about how not how unconscious they are or how Uncle Tomish they are. The, 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 the language and the conversation is so small. It's, it's so le- low level. It's a shame. Yeah. Is, do you think there's anything that we could do? I mean, other than talking this, you know, is there something that we can do to make this better or should we just completely ignore these people? I think we should try. I think if we try like continually um, grab one or two people, maybe we'll get them um, and then slowly build on that. It'll take a minute to change the culture. It always do. Um, but once we get the ball rolling or at least to stop the ball from rolling the way it is now, maybe we can turn it or somebody else can take it up from here. Um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to be the same guy. I mean, because I've had my turn. I mean, for real, for being in this thing for so long, I've had my time when I was a revolutionary. I had my time when I was pretty scary. I had my time when I was trying to figure out if the NRA was trying to do me in because they sure weren't helping me much. Um, I, I've had my time when I've had dinner with people and I'm, I'll see how they really are. I've had my turn. So maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe after you grow a little bit in this movement, then you'll be okay. So maybe it's just amount of time before people can change. The only bad part is I got a chance to do it without being recorded. Um, now, everything that's said, somebody can go back and say, well, last year you said this, which might be kind of hard to go back from. Yeah, like, well, and the th- terrible thing about that, I think, is, you know, last year I was a totally different person. <laughs> You know, or, or I, if, if you're the right kind of human being, you should always be learning. You should always be questioning the, yeah. the, the things that you believe. Right. True. You know, you should always be putting them up to the light of day. And yes, people have made mistakes and done things or said things. I think they have they, they have a right to grow and we should try to help them to grow and move forward, because I think, you know, I'm, I'm not as worried for myself as I am for my children. And, uh, and, you know, in the future, I, I don't have grandchildren yet. I don't know. Do, do you have grandchildren? No, not yet. My yeah. So, huh? My kids are too mean. <laughs> They're too mean. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I could see myself saying that in a few years. You know, I, I'm, but I'm genuinely worried about them because I don't think this is how we go in the world. I remember, I, you know, I came to America in the 80s. And I remember when we all listened to mu- to the same music. I remember when we all could could watch this thing or believe this thing or love America for that matter, yeah. you know, and now it's like, no, if you're black, this is how you're supposed to think about something. If you're white, you're supposed to think about it like that. That's what people are trying to tell us. But we've come too far in the world to believe that, yeah. you know, and I, and I really hope that people don't uh, don't fall for that. Um, um, that was probably way deeper than you wanted to get, man, on our first yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a quick comment from Jim Lewis. He says, uh, it's time that Americans lift other Americans up. I like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And now I know you don't have a lot of time I um, <laughs> to try to switch. I don't know how we transition here, you know, because we got into something deep. Definitely. I'd like to see you come back so that we could, uh, you know, we could talk about this a little bit more. Now, obviously, you're an author and, and, and you've written um, nonfiction, but now you're getting into fiction. Is that true? Yeah, I, I had to, man, because so, it's like I'm a really creative guy. If I ha- can't podcast or paint or draw or do something, I'm going to explode. And um, last couple of years, I've been in a, in a, a old gospel quartet and I got a chance to play the bass and play um, lead guitar. And I really got into the blues, which I've always loved. And I love a good old spooky movie. So I created a story um, that kind of combined everybody. And I just 
uh, created something on Create Space, great, great old Amazon thing. Um, okay. it's called it's called uh, Solomon Love, and this uh, the tales of Sol- the tales of Solomon Love, and it kind of goes like this: um, While escaping American slavery, he became bound to the world of the supernatural. Now a reclusive blues musician, he is haunted by his past, hunted for his curse, and fighting for survival in the present. And um, I, I'm up to two books now. I'm hoping this becomes my uh, my Harry Potter. Yeah. So so set the genre for us. Is this like a uh, fantasy, sci-fi fantasy? Um, crime noir fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Crime noir horror. Um, the okay. first here's the here's the first book. There's um there's a guy who gets accused of sleeping with the uh, slave mistress. So he's beat to death, or thought he was beat to death, in the courtyard of this big plantation. He's left for dead. Um, the slave people who beat him want him to stay there until uh, they can show everybody that you won't. The stuff is not will be tolerated. He wakes up. He's only unconscious gets up and runs into the swamp. His mother told him to look for the moss that grows on the north side of the tree. It's a, it's a, not a true story. It, moss grows wherever the sun is. So he gets in the mm-hmm. swamp, he's dying, he's bleeding, and he finds out that moss grows wherever he wants. So he's about to die and he gets bit by a werewolf. Um, he realizes that this werewolf is this beautiful chick who lives in the woods and life is great and the book flashes to the future. Now he's in Memphis. He's playing in an old blues club and there's a reporter trying to interview him and he starts singing this song about where the moss grows. And she says, I never heard that song before. And he says, well, I kind of made this up from something that happened to me. I got to leave you. So he leaves and goes to the alley and uh, witnesses uh, a cop beating the crap out of this young kid. And the cop pulls the gun out and shoots the kid and he drops his guitar and says, damn, and the cop hears that, chases him. He has to leave his guitar, transform into a werewolf. And now his kind of his whole secret that he'd been hiding for 400 years is now up. And uh, there's a whole story that changes with the werewolf and the cop trying to find him and how he's existed and that whole thing. And that's the start of the first story. Oh, very cool. So there's some uh, gun stuff in here as well as the fantasy. Lots of gun stuff in this one. Okay, that's cool. I'm looking forward. So this is, uh, where can people get this? Um, if you Google... Solomon Love. Do you have a copy of the book there? I'm sorry. Can you yeah. am I throwing that up? Okay, yeah, let's lock that on you. So go ahead. How can we get it? You can go to uh, Create Space or Amazon and look for the Kindle version or look for the hard copy. It's real cheap. Um, it's like 80 pages for each each uh, version of it. And uh, I think you'll like it. Solomon Love by Ken Blanchard and Derek Ward. I got a, I got a buddy that's helping me write this stuff. Um, he's really good with dialogue. So he helps keep my stuff in the right frame. Very cool. So is, is there an audiobook version of this yet? Or you're self-publishing, I'm assuming. Yes, um, I actually did. The first thing I did was audio for the first one. Um, oh, cool. I, I even sang on this thing. Um, what? So so hold on a second. Not only is there an audio book, you did the <laughs> audio book and you're singing? Yeah, that, that song from that first <laughs> thing about the, where the moss grows, I actually made a song for it. So it's a real song now. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. So we can get those on Amazon also, right? We can yeah, get the, the audio book. Audiobook, I'm going to hold that one until I probably create a website and I'll give the okay. audio free. Okay. Very cool. So I, I look forward to that. Um, you know, um, I, I will, I will go check that out, man. That's uh, I like to see you doing the fiction. I know, see, people don't know this about you. You're into sci-fi and uh, you know, fantasy and all that kind of stuff. I see you going to Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm, I'm real comfortable at Comic-Con. 
Yeah. I've been a Trekkie since day one. And uh, yeah. and and all the stuff from Marvel. Uh, I remember I remember when my son was little and we were talking about Blade and I whipped out a copy of the first Blade comic that I had from the 70s. And you should have seen the the love in this row of little kids of, of this old guy who knew this character. And I, I could tell him about the Iron Fist and all these people, Doc Strange from way back in the day. And they're like, you're old you were guy. Fan of Doctor you know Strange? I was, I'm a big Doctor Strange fan. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, that's it's, it's really cool. See, th- that's the thing I, I, I was saying, that there's lots of things about you that people don't know. You're a motorcycle riding dude. <laughs> people yeah. don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Not like me. Like, I have the motorcycle. Uh, I have that permit. But I'm that dude who has to get, like, a reverse trike or something, you know? I'm not too good on two wheels, man. But you're the real you're the real deal. Like, do you still have do you still have bikes? I know you yeah. used to go on the road all the time. Yeah, I have a 05 Harley, Electric Glide. Um, I've ridden from California to Quantico. I've uh, done coast to coast on a bike. Um, my first vehicle in high school was a motorcycle. I actually got my parents to in a, in a fight. I guess you got got a bike before I got a car. And uh, this was Oh, so then you're a genuine, you're a genuine uh, motorcycle dude. Then, if you got the motorcycle before you got the car, you're the real deal. Yeah, I've been riding a minute. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I I just, you know, I want people to know about you because uh, personally, I think that you are awesome human being. You know, a a great American man. There's so much in your history that, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I know, I know what you think about it out there, but people are going to realize you're out there at some point, you know, and you're the kind of guy that I want to see uh, standing up and representing us. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Thanks, so, thanks, uh, thanks for the voice. Cool. Thanks. So is there anything you want to plug? I know you got to go. I don't want to hold you. I know the wife is, is uh, you guys are supposed to be doing some stuff. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. A good way to stay married for 26 years is to communicate and, uh, Communication is bigger than social media. You got to make sure you can communicate one-on-one with people too. So I made some promises that I want to keep. And uh, it's Friday night and it's date night. I'm going to make some stuff happen. Right. Absolutely. Another good way to stay married is no matter how badass you are, <laughs> you do what the wife says. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I got nothing to plug. Um, check out the podcast, um, The Black Man with the Gun Show. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on iHeart. It's on just about every aggregator you can find. It's been around for a minute. I got 531 episodes out. Um, so check it out and uh, tell me what you think. Awesome. I'll do that. Okay, I'll let you go. I'm going to stay here, guys. So if folks have questions and stuff like that, we'll talk. We'll do this. Thanks a lot, Ken. I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you, bro. Take care, man. All right, man. Love you. Love you, too. All right, guys. So that was the Reverend Ken Blanchard. Awesome dude joining us here. Uh, that was really cool. We only had it. We only had him for like about half an hour or so. Um, you know, but I, th- I think it was a good half hour. I don't know what you guys think about it. I'm going to, I'm going to let Lola hit me up with some questions. Actually, you know what? I'm going to hit and go with some of the new stuff that's going on right now. So I think they're <laughs> in the news going on in the news right now. I think Sean Spicer has resigned as the White House press secretary. And then um, the White House also has a new communications director. And there's some news about that. So on the Truth About Guns has this article, Trump's new communications director, more gun control is just common sense. <laughs> so that's that's a quote from uh, Anthony Scaramucci. And um, 
So here, here we go. So let's go. President Trump has appointed Anthony Scaramucci as his new communications director, a move which resulted in Sean Spicer's resignation earlier today. It also prompted something else, celebration for Michael Bloomberg's employees at every town for gun safety. It seems that Scaramucci has made some strident communications of his own in the past in support of strict gun control measures, and Bloomberg's bunch is declaring victory. You know, I had this conversation yesterday when we were talking to Mac that, you know, us as gun guys, we're, we're all, we're all happy, you know, we're all happy that Trump's there. We think, oh, we don't have anything to fear. We're gonna, you know, guns and all that kind of stuff is good. And what you guys don't realize is our enemies, the people that want to take guns from our cold, dead hands, <laughs> they're out there kicking asses. Oh, here we go. We got Walter Keller's in the building. What's up? We'll turn the sound I'll down, Jim. Yeah, I'll let you get set up. I'm here, man. Hang on just a second. Here. Yeah, just uh, hold on. I'm going to mute you for a second while you get set up. Uh, are you set? Are you set? I think you can hear me and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me go back. I'm a pro, my... man. I'm a pro. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Let me go back on my thing. So, you know, um, the Bluebergs, the, uh, you know, the every town people, they're not stopping. They're putting lots of money into this and they're getting some small victories. So let's, um, following the Sandy Hook shooting that killed 20 children and six adults in 2012, Scaramucci tweeted that he has always been for strong gun control laws. In another tweet, Scaramucci implied that keeping a gun in a home may give the illusion of security, but more likely to cause you harm. Additionally, Scaramucci tweeted that when it comes to guns, it's just common sense to apply more controls. In 2016, he tweeted that killings went down when guns were taken from people who, uh, like, so in other words, murder went down when guns were taken from people who put their fellow citizens at risk. We can go on and on here. Um, this is this is like, this is a pretty terrible thing in my personal opinion. You guys can let me know what you think. What do you think about this, Walter? Well, I'm, I'm all new to it. Um, I just heard about, uh, uh, Mr. Spicer going away. I liked him though because he was a naval officer. Uh, he didn't he didn't mess around or nothing. He didn't take no crap from nobody. So um, he wasn't there to make friends. I don't think so. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It seems, it seems like the Trump guys like buckle to the pressure here. You know, I think at the end, one of the things with Trump that we have to realize is he wants to be loved. You know, and they they kind of buckle to the pressure because you had someone that was just getting out there and saying whatever you wanted to say. Sure, you make mistakes. Um, I I I've, I am aware of Anthony Scaramucci because he, he's a, a Wall Street guy. You know, and I used to be into the stock market and stuff like that, so I would see him on all the, uh, you know, the Wall Street news. Probably he's been on Fox Business for a few years, but before that he was on CNBC. He's a New Yorker. One of the problems with New Yorkers. I'm not saying every New Yorker. Yeah, I'm not saying every New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker before anyone like gets mad about it. I grew up in New York, but I left. And the problem with a lot of New Yorkers, um, and in in some instances, including our president, is that they don't get this shit. <laughs> you know, they think New York well, is the world. There's a there's a you know there's like um you can take the uh, New Yorker out of New York, but you don't take the New York out of him. Um. Same, you know, take something out of the hood and you don't take it out of the hood. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they still, that's that's part of their being. You know, that's what they're, how they're raised. And Yeah, listen, if you're real, if you really believe in the Second Amendment, you can't live in New York City. That's just the bottom line. And no, most of my, 
Yeah, I have family members that live there. My my brother, Anonymous Strange, I know people think he's not a real person. He is. He's my big brother. <laughs> you know, and he has a huge influence on me. He's a gun guy just like me. Uh, sounds like me. What looks? I'm I'm kind of like a runt version of him because he's real big and tough. But um, you know, he doesn't live in New York anymore for this reason. And all his clients and everything are there. He still has to uh, work with those clients, but he lives outside of New York for this reason. You know, um, I do have another brother that lives in New York and is like supposedly a gun guy and has to go get all these licenses and things to do stuff and votes for Hillary Clinton. I get it, but that's bullshit. But this is the problem. You know, this is the problem that we have. You know, lots of Republicans in New York are rhinos. Not in New York, New Jersey. You know, these guys don't really get it. And, and you're talking about people that have security or that, you know, they're living good lives and, and they don't feel they don't feel the things that we feel. They don't um, they don't really understand where we're coming from. They don't really get it. You know, that's that's uh, New York, L.A., Chicago. It's Chicago in the, uh, in the in the in the you know in the, in the in like like Manhattan would be Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so so do you do you take this as like a bad sign for us pro gun guys? Got to see what happens. Yeah, I mean you know did you, you go ahead. know he, he might he might um, put all that away to uh, for his uh, ambitions. So, yeah, but you see, put it away. I mean, where do you put it away? You put it in the closet, and it's a monster that lives in the closet. I don't. You zip your mouth shut and do your job. Uh, well, okay. So to me, that's not good enough. I'm not saying I just said that people could change, but they need to. They need to totally rather, renounce this stuff, right? It'd be more effective to uh, uh, clean up the uh, State Department and clean up ATF and and all these people that are still backstabbing and leaking information and things like that. You know. Yeah, but you know what the problem is? If these guys really believe this stuff, but they know that politically they can't talk it in front of the cameras then what kind of backroom deals are they making? You know, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, I don't, did you, did you see the show last night? I think I saw you in the back, in the back. Yeah, show. I popped in and out. I was, uh, I was, I was working still. So. Yeah. Okay. I figured. <laughs> so, I mean, Mac was talking about this, right? Mac is uh, encouraging us to, to, um, to give the NRA four more years and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I see where he's coming from and yep. I agree with it. And, and I'm all for that. And I heard that tomato comment too. So, tomato. You know, he's gonna he's gonna sit on the chair and get tomatoes thrown at him. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I hope yeah. he he well he realizes that that's on the record. <laughs> We're gonna do no, it. I, mean, I, I understand where he's coming from. I mean, you know, it's the NRA is like an, all these like the government kind of. You got people that are that are really pro gun and pro rights, and you got people that are just there because it's a job. Yeah. So, um, and the old timers are a lot, you know, like they hold the muskets up and the hunting rifles and all that stuff. And th you know, that, that was, they need to go away because that's not, that's not the NRA of today. So, um, hopefully, yeah, uh, with, hopefully with the Brown, with Brown Hill, um, being the president and some other younger ones getting in here, we get, so we see some, uh, positive, uh, outcomes and, 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 and use their influence to push, push for positive things. So. Yeah, I think so, too. And, um, you know, there is pushback today from the NRA on this. I think Dana Loesch was pushing back. She's one of the people that uh, brought that up. And maybe that's a signal that there is something 
you know, there is a change in the wind that the, in the winds at the NRA. They are trying to change. Um, there seems to be some militancy brewing at the yeah, NRA. I hope so, because if, if you were watching. They never, was, used, they, they never used to have it like her coming out in those ads where she's like mad. You know, she's like, Ugh, you know, and that they oh, would yeah. never do that in the past. That would be too aggressive. So, yeah, same thing with uh, Cola Noir. I mean, Cola Noir is dropping bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the videos he's put out lately, man. He's not playing around. And, well, you know, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's it, what we want. I wouldn't want to be a rep for an NRA and then have to be told, have to pull a Sarah Palin and, and, and keep your mouth shut like she did when she was running with with a uh, with Mr. Uh, um, what's his face? Um, you know, it's got brain cancer now. Um, I forget his name. Sorry. Oh, you're talking about um, McCain. Yeah, McCain. We didn't talk about that the other night. That was that yeah. was one of the main stories that night. So, yeah, um, I did see it while we were talking, but I figured, you know, it was kind of like it came up at the tail end of when we were talking. So, um, I didn't yeah. want to. I don't. I don't particularly care for him as a politician because he's he's a he's a he's a backroom deal maker kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he was a he is, he did was a POW and went through a lot of crap, and he was a fighter pilot and and all that stuff so i'll give him that but i can't i can't let him go on the uh on the politics stuff i just can't so yeah you know i think that i that kind of sucks with the brain cancer stuff there's not a whole lot you can do about it yeah get your get get your uh order your papers in order i guess you'd say yeah um, you know, he is a tough guy. I didn't want to, the reason why I didn't say anything about it at the time, because, you know, first of all, I, I, I don't wish these kinds of things on, no. uh, on very many people. I mean, there are some horrible people in the world that we don't want here, but I, you know, he's not one of those people. And uh, I, you know, I, even, I even cut Joe Biden some slack when his son died. Cause that's just not, you know, yeah. So the, that's the most horrible thing that any human being can face. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have some friends that are going through that right now. I know how bad it is. So, right, right, right. You know, but the, and the thing with McCain is like I, I remember back when uh, it was McCain running against Obama, and uh, Democrats came down on him and said, "This guy's not even going to live through the first six months of the presidency." Do you remember that? He was, yeah, he was a guy that made a statement about you know it wouldn't be bad to have sit down and have a beer with Obama or something like that. Well, that he. Was- yeah. And I'm like, you don't sit down with, I mean, I guess you can, but it wouldn't be me doing it, you know, because. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think one of the things about him, he's in, he's in a state of confusion a lot of times. And sometimes he's on our side and sometimes he isn't. And, and like oh, lately good. he's been, you know, Democrats have been pushing him a lot. But, you know, I don't feel good about the, these uh, horrible things that are happening to him. And, no. uh, you know, he's an American. Yeah, you know, like he's, I said, he's he left he, his uh, pound of flesh on the battlefield. Yeah, for yeah, freedom, he, got, so. he got his ass whipped by the North Vietnamese. So um, that's literally whipped by the North Vietnamese. Yeah. So I, I'll give him that. So, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, he's yeah. he's he's done his thing. So hopefully he's able to pull through that. I, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's a tough guy. So we'll tough see how that a tough old bird, they say. Yeah, yeah. You know, those some of those guys are hard to take down, you know. You know that's one thing I can't understand. He's 80 years old, right? You know, mm-hmm. by the time I, I don't feel like working anymore right now. If, if I had his wife's money and she's got a, a they have a Budweiser distributorship in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would be doing was fighting with these leftists in Washington. Sorry. 
as long as he's been doing it, I'd be I'd be sitting back, I'd maybe working it back in the back room, you know, like. But are does. you sure that he's fighting with them? I think there's lots of Republicans that are in office. No. And they, they're just holding the seat technically as a Republican, but they're not on our side. Once you get to a certain age, what do you, what do you, you know, how long you think you're going to live? I guess if that's all you live for, if you live for getting up and going and, and being, you know. Uh, and, well, there's a lot of power. You know, these are the princes, the, the way that we, the way we go at the, at the end here, what good to do them? Yeah. Well, the way that we've set up America, I thought we were against, um, you know, royalty. Well, I thought we were against kingdoms, but we've pretty much set up America in, in a way that there are kind of like there's these little, you know, kingdoms going on. Yeah, and politics is one of those. Right. And being a senator, being a congressman, yeah, um, that's that's one of those things. Prestige. You know, I mean, you know, you get to do all the things that the commoners don't get to do. Yeah. You get to be called the honorable so-and-so you get security, you get, you know, you get the best healthcare in the world. You get to be on TV all the time. There's a lot of power to it and, and people don't want to let it go. Uh, unfortunately, they're not doing, they're not doing shit for us. I could, I could, yeah, curse. Yeah, I could curse now because Reverend Ken isn't on. So I could curse. At that point when, you know, he's just, he's coasting along just, but once again, it's not going to do him any good in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's, he, he should have went out the 20 years ago and had a little fun. Yeah, but also, I think if you're aware that all these things are going on, you should make it, you know, I think that some of these guys need to to get, they need to step aside and let other people get into these things. That that really, that's true. I mean, you know, how far do you want to take this? We need to let some other people. Well, it's, not, partially, it's partially to blame the people that vote for them, too. I mean, they vote the same people because they know they're going to get their, I hate to say it, they're going to get their cheese and they're going to, to keep their cheese going. They're going to get John, keep John there and he's just going to keep giving them the cheese. And what are you going to do? We got to change know? all that. We have Unless to stop there's that. term limits. I mean, you should have term limits on them. Um, yeah, but we also just need to stop that. We need to stop it. We need to get <laughs> better people in, in just, this thing. We, we can create term well, limits by voting people's asses out. Well, I agree with you, but I mean, how are you going to do that? I don't know, man. I'm trying to talk to people. I'm trying to talk to gun guys. Uh, isn't McCain from Arizona? It's not even a gun guy. Where's thing? McCain from? Isn't he Arizona? I could... Yeah, he's in Arizona. It's yeah. it's just it's it's like you look at Florida. It's full of old people in Florida, you know. And you would think they would be a little bit conservative sometimes, but they'll vote right down the cheese line when it comes so to when it comes care, to social security and things like that. Yes, yeah. You know, and the the, the the dam with the country, they'll 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 vote right down the line to get their they're Bennies, you know, and yeah, I get it. I've got people in, in my family like that. You know, my parents are the age where they can get Social Security and all that stuff. And even though I've had those conversations that this thing is bullshit and yeah, all, uh, this is, all, all that is is dependence. You know, it's not yeah. there's no there's no Social Security. I social mean, Security is a pyramid scheme. And the people who are going to pay for it, I've, I've had that conversation with my dad, for example. The people who are going to pay for this are his children and his grandchildren and right, so they, on. But can I, can I tell you a little secret? He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he doesn't care. Because like what you just said, he's like, well, what I know is I could get it. So I'm getting mine. Yeah, it's there and I'm going to take it. And I'm not going to vote in any way. And I'm not going to try to do anything to change it because... By the time your asses get there, I won't be here anymore. So I don't right, care what happens. Anymore, right? yeah. yeah, that's, uh, you know, that kind of attitude, but, that's but, what destroys people. Do you want to live on Social Security? Can you live on Social Security? No. No, I don't think so. 
But what yeah, I'm saying, but what wealth is generational, and uh, mm-hmm. the destruction of wealth is also generational. Well, yeah, that's true. You have to do, you have to do things to protect that. I mean, there's ways yeah. to to do that. And you know what? There's always things. There's stuff. There's things called stuff. You know, if you have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. guns. Is that know? what you're saying? Uh-huh. And when it when it when when it comes time to get rid of your stuff, and if you pick the right stuff, you'll do all right. Yeah. So, but I think also, I mean, we're on that conversation. I think it's it's it is disheartening. It's dis disheartening. Excuse me, to know that there are older people out there that forget about their children and grandchildren. You know, they just think about themselves when they get yeah. to a certain stage. And uh, I don't think that's a good way to think about things. No. You know, that's how really. we wind up. That's how we get some of these problems when you don't give a crap because you know that you're going to be that you're not going to be here that long and you're just going to burn out strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got. And who yeah, cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what do you just make sure you take care of your people, you know? Yeah, I think we have to start caring. I think we have to realize that this is a thing that in our, in, in I think in our lifetime, we're going to see this come to fruition, man. We're going to find out that this is a freaking Ponzi scheme. It's going to come crashing down around us at some point. It's it's inevitable. It very well could. Uh, it's almost happened several times, but they just keep, um, you know, it up, putting a stick underneath it. You know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And they're just hoping that we're going to get old and go, oh, I don't care. I just want to get my social security. <laughs> That's I, I'm not going that route. I don't if, care about if, that thing. If anybody's like my son who was going to keep OJ in jail for till the end of his uh uh, he, he he won't be a happy. <laughs> <laughs> which which son are we talking about? Will, no, Will, 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 Will I was like, uh, you know, I don't like OJ myself, but right. I have to change the subject on to OJ. But he he's a he's a hard ass. He's harder than me. He's like I keep his ass in jail. You know, he did the he did the time, so he's gonna he did the crime. He's gonna do the time. You know. Yeah, but we have and, to ask ourselves what crime did he do? I mean, we we still have to have the rule of law and and the thing well, the thing with OJ yeah, is that yes, okay, I believe personally that he, you know, he probably killed these people, but what do I know? No, I was like, you know, the, the armed robbery thing, yeah. that whole thing. Well, so the armed robbery thing, you know, it, it, I think it's reasonable that if he spent 9 years in there, it's reasonable to you let know, him go. I, no one he didn't kill anyone. What he was trying to yeah. get back was his own thing. What would, you know, I just I just see us wasting money housing him. Yeah, I'm not trying to defend OJ at all, man. I really don't right. give a shit about OJ. I remember. You know, I, I would I would have told him, and they might have said this to him. I would have said, "Look, dude, if you get a traffic ticket, your your ass is going back in the in the clink, and you're going to sit there until you die." And that's what I would have said to him, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but OJ doesn't care about that. I mean, OJ thinks he's beyond race and all these kinds of things because he's OJ. And it's kind of evident if you look at um if if you look at the parole board hearing that one of the guys had on a tie of a school that OJ played or or um a team. Oh, he was OJ kissing played. his butt. Yeah. Oh, no, he wanted maybe he wanted to get a signature. At the end of the thing, I saw a video this morning. At the end of it, OJ was walking out. Like, you know how dudes do in the club? I know it's been years since you've been in the club. I'm sure they had clubs back in the Stone Age. But, back in the 70s, yeah. <laughs> but you know how the guy walks out of the club doing like this and, you know, like, call me. <laughs> OJ was doing that nonsense. But, you know, you, I, I believe you have to be balanced with OJ. I mean, I remember way back in the days when he got off on, on the murder trial. Um, I I didn't care about OJ. I wasn't one of those people, the black people that was out there celebrating because. What's there to celebrate? He didn't, 
he didn't do yeah. anything for you. I mean, no, as a matter of fact, I believe that he that I believe that he did it. So, you know, th these are just one of the things that happens. But on the flip side of that, you have to look at the situation that went down in Las Vegas as a separate thing. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a whole nother. The 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 yeah, the, the Goldman murder thing. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother deal. Yeah. So in oh. this case, I, I kind of get it, but I guarantee you OJ is going to be back in some shit. Yeah. Well, and he's coming to Florida, baby. Well, he's he's going to be right here. Yeah, he's probably going to be in Vegas for a little while. I don't know how long he's going to be there. I think you he and I are going to be. Till, I don't think he doesn't get out till December, I think. so. Uh, I think it was October. I th when are we supposed to be in Vegas for SEMA show? November 1st. November, yeah. He might still be there. But. Maybe if OJ was at, at SEMA signing autographs or something. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I guarantee you there's people that are oh, going yeah, to try to. Oh, yeah, they up all day long. They'd kiss his yeah. feet. You know, it's it's. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, there's lots of guys. See, I don't really see OJ. Like, I'm not into sports, so, you know, but there are a lot of guys that are into sports oh, and they're really no, I mean, fans. I, you know, I remember back, you know, in the 70s when he was playing for the Buffalo Bills and uh, setting all these records and all this stuff. One thing, Buffalo Bills never went to the Super Bowl. Okay. They didn't win those. I don't Is think that OJ. The team that OJ was on? Is that what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So OJ was playing for himself. I mean, he was mm -hmm. playing for the team, but obviously. You know, his his efforts didn't take him to the to the top. So, yeah, I think football is like football players are like modern day gladiators. And I think that's why in American culture, we let them get away with a lot of shit. I, I don't look at it that way. I see that. I, I know you know, and I have another perspective and you might it might get some people riled up. But when I see all this draft stuff and showing these bringing these young men out on the stage and parading them around, to me, it looks like a slave trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, tell me they're going to die. Uh, some of those guys are going to die. They're definitely destroying themselves. They take somebody with nothing and they're buying them. Mm -hmm. They're buying them, whether they're white or black or whatever. They're mm -hmm. buying them and they come play for us. And it, once you once you're broken, see you. Bye bye. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a, it does a lot of damage, man. I would not like to see my kids go in to play football. And then then the whole family is all. Yeah. Well, the whole family is going to get a, a new house, maybe. Yay! <laughs> until he yeah. gets, until he breaks his leg or something, and then he's. Yeah. You know. the, the unfortunate thing, most of those guys wind up really, really broke because they wind up getting baby mamas, and uh, people, you know, people like come up with all kinds of schemes and stuff like Hangers that to get their money. And, you know. Yeah. And you take somebody that's never had a, a dime, and you throw you throw a few million dollars at them, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, party time. Yeah, it's it's tough. There are some of these guys that do have their shit together and they actually make investments and they manage oh, yeah. their stuff. They sign their own checks. There's some. Yeah, saw, there's an ad that used to be on for the guy that had the, the basketball player that had like one hundred and fifty Wendy's. I get I get goosebumps every time I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, OK, well, look at Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, man, he he has a shit together. Yeah, but his Magic Johnson almost killed him. Yeah, but but guess what though? Even though he got AIDS, he lived through he lived if through he those times. He's still here. Yeah, if he wasn't one of those people that have the, the there's some people that have the I don't know if you know about it, the in the genes and your stuff, you're more resistance to a cold, yeah. you're more resistant to disease. And he's probably one of those guys. If he wasn't, he would have been Yeah, there's I, I think there's people that genet that have a genetic yeah. trait that actually makes them immune to AIDS. Um, well, it, it, it's not just AIDS, but like during the bubonic plague and stuff like that, mm -hmm. people that helped. A lot of people, as soon as they got near you, somebody, they died. But the other people, they lived through the whole thing and helped people because they've got that that extra 
Yeah, no, but I, there I is there is actually a genetic thing. I don't know it right now, right. but there is a genetic thing. It's not, and, it's, and it's not it's not racial or it's not anything like yeah. that. It's just a, a trait that prevents you from getting certain things. Yeah, and there is one that there is one that prevents you from getting AIDS. And as a matter of fact, I, there's someone in my family that I know that has that. And so people who have that, they're actually, um, I think they're getting, they're like paying them for their blood and stuff like that because they're using that as a treatment for people who have AIDS. Right. They have the, they have the HIV in their system, but it doesn't turn on to, um, to the, to the, to the immune deficiency stuff to where they, yeah. where they get sick with everything. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I don't think they necessarily even have it. I think they just have a natural, they have natural things that actually fight that thing. Well, I mean, he's yeah. still, he's still. I believe those OJ. Oh, I mean, sorry, not OJ, but Magic Johnson's alive because he got money. Well, yeah, and and he also can afford all the treatments if he needs it for any of that yeah. stuff too. Yeah. So, but it's a lot more manageable in America right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there's um, been a lot of advances in that stuff. Yeah. So, when people in America are complaining about healthcare and all that kind of stuff, I know, like for example, I'm from Guyana, and in Guyana, there's actually I actually have relatives in Guyana that have committed suicide because they have AIDS and stuff. Because well, there is no treatment over there. There's no health care system. Yeah, it's, it's a death sentence. Yeah, so. so when you get that, and no one wants to know you when you get that, right? Well, no. Yeah, so that's what people don't understand. Like, I don't think, and Guyana is a socialist country. I'll tell you that shit right now. So people don't really, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I should really get off on that thing, but, you know. Yeah, we kind of went off in another direction here. But, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people get it, though. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So I see here, um, did you see this thing on, let me see, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I think it's on the firearm blog. There's some good stuff on there today. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some things going on on there today. So what's this thing with the, with the um, U.S. Army's new magazine, A Failure? It says USMC test of enhanced performance magazine shows it performed worse than predecessor, the PMAG. Um, this well, is from... This is on the firearm blog from Nathan F. It says the U.S. Army's newest magazine for the M16 and M4, the Enhanced Performance Magazine EPM, failed a recent USMC test of rifle magazines, according to a recent Marine Corps CISCOM document released by National Review. The report shows the EPM coming in last in the test. Was that the Magpul Mag? No, 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 no. Magpul. Let me see, because there's there's actually charts here with the. So the, the, the standard old aluminum enhanced magazine failed miserably. Yeah, That's it says saying. here that um, TFB has okay. confirmed that the, the Magpul PMAG Gen 3 recently adopted by the, the Marine Corps was the best performer in every subtest. So PMAGs, I know PMAGs are good, man. I mean, is that, are oh, we even going to debate I mean, that? I haven't, I haven't, well, I'm going to bring a new one out tomorrow, actually, two new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a new AK one that I, I never tried one of their AK mags. So I'm going to bring um, what I flashed by here earlier. And we're going to, we're going to drop it into the, uh, in this thing and fill it up with rounds and just make noise. Um, but yeah, I, I have no, I've never had any problems with PMAG at all. No, PMAGs um, are pretty good. Um, yeah, I've, I, never, I mean, I've never taken them in like torture tests in the dirt and stuff. I have. Oh, okay. They're freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, there's that, there's that thing. They're pretty, you know, go ahead. I, um, you know, that, that Bushmaster assault rifle I bought, it came with a magazine that matched it. And, um, I replaced the follower with a Magpul follower, hopefully fixing the issue with it. And the thing still doesn't like to feed right. And that's a, that's 
visiting. So, um, I, I <laughs> there must magazines. be magazines. <laughs> the magazine manufacturer. There's you know there's certain ones that have made them forever for the military, and then I don't know they I, I, they must be so far up somebody's butt mm-hmm. that that they let this stuff still go on. I it's hard to believe why you wouldn't why you wouldn't want to use a Magpul mag. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess they're just always looking. You know how these military contracts go, man. It's a little crazy. It goes in a big circle most of the time, right back to where they started, and then they do nothing. Yeah, a lot of these military contracts are all about, uh, you know, who Uh, has the biggest yacht with hookers. Who has the biggest yacht with the most hookers on it? (laughs) Go ahead. A senator or a congressman. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. No, that's, um, that's not surprising at all. Um, what else was I looking at? I always read the firearms blog every day religiously when I get to the shop. Yeah. To me, that's like they've got the best mix of of like and um, historical. So now here's you know, like the, throw in, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always a good mixture of articles in their on their blog, so I like it. Yeah, yeah, one of the things I noticed, I don't know if you're aware of Patrick who did TFB TV for the firearm blog. Um, a good guy. Um, he's a, he's him. Around? Huh? Which one is he? Uh, I don't think you've met him before, but he took over. Um, he he took over recently, and he's been doing uh, the the YouTube channel. Oh, so okay. I, I I was actually trying to get him on the show, but it looks I don't know if this is a real story or not, but it looks like the firearms blog has fired Patrick. <laughs> and they put a post about that on there. So that's, you know what? Um, I think I need to reach out to Patrick and see if we can get him to come on and see what happened there. Reading it, it looks like they uh, it has something to do with Brownells or something like that. Because I know recently he was doing some stories from Brownells. Okay. So, I mean, hey, you know, I'm not trying to get into their business, but they're putting it out here on the blog. So it says... Uh, you know, um, he he recently did some stories at Brownells and and, um, you know, it looks like he was trying to get a job at Brownells. So they fired him. That's sad. Uh, where, where, is this on their uh, on their Web page? Yeah, this is on the firearm. This is on their uh, their Web page. It's called Patrick Got Fired. Oh, you know, and, and Brownells is a, you know, a sponsor of, of theirs. I could see. Well, I could see ads definitely running there. And Brownells are good guys. I don't understand what happened there and why they would do that. We're all in the same community. We're all gun guys. And I think it's unfortunate that stuff like that goes down. What's wrong with a guy going from one place to another? Why wouldn't you encourage that and promote that? I mean, you you know, I get it why some people, I understand like they may see that as a conflict, but I I don't know. I mean, we're all one community. You know, we shouldn't do these kind of, this kind of stupidness to each other. Like we say, someone from growing. We don't need the, We don't know the details. So, yeah. So, you know, I yes, it, but it's on there so I can talk about it. <laughs> well, and I, I will reach out to Patrick and see if we can get him to. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your uh, do your CSI on it, man. Figure out what happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Patrick. He's a good guy. I've spoken to him before. I've done some uh, things with him. You know, I'll reach out to him and see if we can get him to come on the show or something like that. And, uh, you know. And, and give us his side of it. And, and, and for that matter, if the firearm blog wants to uh, speak on it as well, you know, I hate to see this kind of stuff happening in the community. I really do. I know that we, we all don't get along <laughs> behind if, the scenes. It looks like that, but we don't. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> no. The answer is no. 
Well, you know, it's never going to happen. And you can wish for it all day long. There's different personalities. There's different reasons why people do what they do and why they're in the business. Yeah, but I understand like a conflict of interest, you know, like you're you're a gun manufacturer. And if one of your guys went to another gun manufacturer and all that kind of stuff and was sharing secrets, and right. like that, I see where that's bad. And that's a terrible thing to do. But I don't at this point, like we said, we don't know what's going on, but I don't see where it's bad for a guy that works for a blog yeah. to go to a company like Brownells and go, oh, this is a cool company. And maybe, you know, um, some opportunities well, might open up there. I don't see why it's a terrible thing, especially when we're all dealing with each other and we're all in the same community. And it's really not like he took some secrets over there and right. stabbed well, them up. Get, in the hold back, but, get the, yeah. the load down. Yeah. yeah. So um, you scroll down, the, scroll down the page on the firearms blog. I like to look at guns and even the weird stuff. And mm-hmm. you see the, the Nigerian shotguns. The you Nigerian what guns? Re- homemade revolving shotguns. Oh, Nigerian homemade re- revolving shotguns. There's a picture right on the on the on the firearms blog there. Just keep scrolling down, you'll get to it. Bigger in the Philippines. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Oh, Nigerian homemade revolving shotguns. Yeah. Look at that. That's a prime example of what would happen. That happens in countries where you say, you can't have any guns. You still make shit. You can't do that. You can't do this. So they get pipe and start welding, and they make they make these contraptions. And then they go out. If you read the story, some of these, some of these fellows shot um, law enforcement types over there and took their guns. So... Um, you know, it's it's uh, but it looks like somebody's in the business of making these revolving shotgun things. So they're as crude as they are. Oh. OK, so here we go. So Lola's telling me that it's not a true story. I don't know why I Oh, You know what it is? It's clickbait. Oh, oh, oh okay. firearms so, blog. Yeah, I see daily. Oh, what so the, the, the Nigerian story. No, no, no. The story about Patrick. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was going to say because yeah. why would why would the firearms blog if there was bad blood between the two? Why would they put yeah. it up in front of their? Yeah. So the firearms blog blog is clickbaiting everyone on this thing. Um, let's we'll come a little, we'll, a little fake news. Yeah, fake news for fun. Yeah, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the you know it's gun news, not politics, but definitely definitely clickbait. They reeled. They reeled Hank Strange right in, baby. Yeah. Hey. Well, hey. I'm. You know. I guess I'm part of the. You know. I guess between them, them Brownells, and uh, and me, we're we're all participated in the clickbait. Okay. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da. They didn't even have to have a girl in the front to get to the clickbait. Yeah, they just had to say he got fired. I guess we should do that. You're fired. You're fired, Walter. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're too happy. Nice You're hired week. again. I'm hiring you back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, I'm hiring you okay. back. You're way too happy about getting you like, like, oh, I, I could go eat now. <laughs> I, I went through that period where it seemed like for a while, every time I turned around, I was getting laid off. Mm-hmm. And it just I didn't have a whole lot of faith. You know, you start at one job, you work for a while, and then all of a sudden you laid off and you start someplace else and they close that shop and it just got oh, okay. cold after a while. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we're still gonna try to get Patrick on so we could see why they clickbaited us. <laughs> Oh, okay. you know, see, right. they're not into see. See, here's uh, the firearms blog thing. They say firearms, not politics, but definitely clickbait. 
<laughs> okay, let's let's go back to the Nigerian guns. Yeah, man. You know, dudes in prison make guns. Well, yeah, but I mean, look at these these things here, man. Is if you look if you look at the article and I opened yeah, it how, up. But how come these Nigerian, you know, how come my Nigerian brothers can make these revolver shotguns, but we can't get it from Cry Precision yet? What's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a real <laughs> i mean what's up cry precision get your act together <laughs> I, that, that's good <laughs> that was quick thinking yeah. on your part there <laughs> well you know the nigerian people man i mean they've been going through you know they've got their own version of isis Boko haram yeah. over there has been causing a lot of havoc um those guys were around yeah. even when i was living in nigeria and you know the main reason for all that is because of all the un and everything else you remember back in the, you remember, I don't know if you remember or not, back in the 90s, there was an organization called Executive Outcomes. Uh, and yeah, yeah. They were hired, they were hired to go into the countries in Africa and clean house. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was mercenaries, you know, professional soldiers. Mm-hmm. And in real short order, literally in real short order, they cleaned up. Now, there was no, you know, they didn't play games and, you know, you know, and, Pat them on the head nice and say, you know, you're, 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 you're something wrong. With they cleaned yeah, murder, up. death, kill, murder, death, kill. And the UN didn't like it mm-hmm. because they were running the show. The UN didn't have anything to do with. Yeah. Well, screw the UN. I personally don't believe yeah, the UN should even exist. So that's going on right now. Supposedly in Nigeria, the Nigerian government has supposedly hired um, some professionals and they're going after the Boca harem guys and giving them hell. So, um, yeah, you get a professional, you get some special forces guys that, 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 that enjoy hunting. It doesn't take long. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like those, uh, those, the people in Nigeria in general, but the girls that the Boko Haram seems to like to go after, um, there's people oh, yeah. that are, there's, you know, they've got people guarding them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're easy prey. So, yeah. You know, uh, um, Walter, this news just came in. This news just came in. I just, I just fired Lola Strange. <laughs> I'll hire her. Lowell, you got a job in Safety Harbor. Pack your bags, head down. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. I need, a per- I need a personal assistant. Get straight and narrow. <laughs> oh. And Walter wants to hire you. Okay, I'm hiring you back. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, there we go. It's done. Yeah. Hopefully she gets a better wage. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah um, I'm paying her zero. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you know, I do, I do meet her out the sausage. So that is a form of payment. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. I'm going to no, get just, fired just, in a second. Lola's going to fire me if I keep this up. I, I, like, I, like those kind, I like those kind of articles on the firearms blog, seeing about all the different weird guns and the yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. that um, they've had some really good articles about Brazilian-made, um, Brazilian military stuff and all that stuff you don't see here unless you uh, have connections or something. So, um and as crude as that stuff is, I still like to see it because it, it just it just shows me how how what people how, what extent they'll go to to make something. Yeah, it also proves yeah. that you cannot you cannot stop. Um, you know, right. you can't turn it off. Yeah. If if you were to say, and I I'll just say this: if you were to say no more guns in this country, they're illegal. Automatically, automatically the machines will fire up, and you'll just see thousands and thousands of. The same kind of thing as you see on that article, you know, shotguns, you know, slam fire guns, the, the danger, really dangerous stuff. But it would be just it'd be um, um, it would just 
you couldn't you can't stop it i mean people just do it it's like it's like cigarettes and drugs and everything else you know mm-hmm. and you know it, turn off the cigarettes and see how bad it would be here i mean not as bad as it used to be but you turn off the lottery a six-pack <laughs> and some cigarettes and there'd be riots <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's switch a little bit here we did hire back lola strange for anyone who's getting mad about All it right, lola's back in the house yeah, we, we, back we hired her back we hired her back at uh, All right, we, we doubled actually you know what i'm going to triple her salary of zero okay That's good. so here's a headline of something that we spoke about uh, a couple of shows ago minneapolis okay. police chief forced out in wake of shooting death of an unarmed australian woman by officer so that, that thing, was that's going to get that's going to get crazy before it gets anywhere near. That's, um, I saw something. I, I'm not following it that close because it's a lot. There's a lot of sometimes a lot of you, you got to go through a lot of garbage to get to the facts. Yeah. And um, but that was a female, right? The police chief. Yeah. Yeah. It seems. Uh, so here's the story. We're not just going to read the headlines here like we did with the firearm blog. Um which I read the whole article. I didn't know how that's a hoax. I don't even know how Lola knows that's a hoax, but Minneapolis uh, Chief of Police, Janae Hartel. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Janae. I'm assuming that's a chick. That could be a dude, but who knows in this world. Whatever she identifies as, she's resigned after being forced out by the city's mayor in wake of a, a police officer fatally shooting an Australian woman in the city over the weekend. Betsy Hodges, the mayor of Minneapolis, said in a statement, I've lost confidence in the chief's ability to lead us further. For us to continue to transform policing and community trust in policing, we need new leadership at MPD. That's interesting. So, that that story is kind of weird because there's still things trickling out about what happened and why. Yeah, so what, so, well, what is I mean, how I mean, there's got to be a lot more to the story than just the fact that this woman got shot by the cop because of a firecracker or something, the story goes. It's um, too weird. I, 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 mean, I don't know about you, but I know what a difference with a firecracker sounds like and a, and a, and a gun going off. There's not even anything close. Um, but Yeah, and then there's some reports. I don't know how true this is either, but there's some reports that he was still in the police car and he like reached over from... Yeah, over, yeah. yeah he was at the driver's side and he reached over and she was coming out in her pajamas, I guess. Yeah. And just start, I mean, why? This yeah, is, no. yeah, it's crazy. We, we don't know what happened there. It's going to take some time before we figure it out. Who knows if there's going to be any footage, you know, if there's any like uh, security cameras or anything there, or whether or not his partner is going to come out and like give us the truth of what really went down. Um, I think there's a big Muslim community in this area oh, yeah. and they're not happy oh, yeah. because the police <laughs> officer is Muslim. So that, you know. Especially yeah, the Somalis, the big Somali group up there, yes. Yeah. But so, nevertheless, that does that's no excuse. Sorry. Yeah. No excuse. Well, you um, know, uh this this uh this thing, it'll get sorted out, you know. I don't some point. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um it, it's uh it's a sad, terrible thing, but it's happening way too often in America. You know, yeah. um I don't know if this is going to get more traction because it's a blonde Australian chick or whatever. I really don't care. Um, I think this shouldn't happen to anyone in America, no matter what they look like, where they come from. We got to, we have to definitely do something about this and have a conversation. I am trying to get more police officers to come on board here. We're working on things behind the scenes, you know, so we can help like at least start that conversation. Right. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot there. I think there's more to that story than meets the eye. When the police chief quits, the police chief shouldn't have to quit because somebody shot somebody. So there's got to be reasons but, why. Yeah, I think there's you know? probably been some other stuff going on in. Um, in, in Is there some hiring practices that are not um, maybe on the up and up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're choosing. Maybe they're choosing some people over others to fill a quota. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that's not the way to hire police, by the way, either. So. Yeah. So now, I don't I mean to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, I'm doing my. I'm doing my. Uh, I'm trying to stay on topic tonight because I got told I I go all over the place. So that's fine. Um, I I go all over the place too. So whatever. I know you have. I know you know since you have little goats in your yard. I'm, I'm, I went on the Fox News, and there's a story, birth of demon goat terrifies town, police are called. <laughs> that's demon that? goat. Every single goat is a demon goat in my mind. <laughs> no, I haven't seen this article. This one looks like, this one looks, this one's deformed. It looks like a demon, so. They all look, all um, goats look like little demons to me. <laughs> oh, come on. They're cute when they're little. You're making those noises and stuff. Eh, um, I don't know, so I man. All, that. They all look like. Oh, I see. Oh, is that real? No, that's a fake story. I I don't know, man. Look at it. I but it's in Argentina, so who knows? Maybe it's you know a, a, a experiment of some old Nazi or something. Who knows? Um, <laughs> is comfortable and supportive. Oh, it came on automatically. I mean, check what out that full range of motion. You know. Yeah, I, I don't. Something's but going on here. I'm having a, yeah, a demon. The demons are possessing yeah. my computer. Yeah, something is taking over your computer. So you're. Yeah. Okay. So much for Fox News. Something's fact. playing in the background. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's one fugly goat. Yeah, that's an ugly mofo. So yeah, okay, that is a more demon looking like. If that's real, which we don't know, <laughs> if that's real, that is a demon looking ass goat. <laughs> and when he came out, <laughs> he would be very quickly put down and buried. <laughs> His mama ran. That's what happened. Because I mean, I don't even want shish kebabs or goat curry or fried goats or you know. <laughs> Any kind of goat out of that goat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it really looks possessed. Did you see there was an article? Um, I don't know where it is right now, but there was an article about a guy who shot like what is it? Like a massive hog. Oh yeah, eight hundred like eight hundred twenty pounds in his front yard. Yeah. Was that real? I mean, I yeah, know. I think it was actually. Um, yeah. From but I I was always I was joking to say, what's he got a feeder in his front yard and he feeds him up and then you know. I, Bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, R. Hendry says, close out that porn hub, <laughs> Walter. Uh, what? <laughs> That's I funny. Get, I, I just get, had to share that. See, see get, my people coming up with the jokes. <laughs> ugly goats need love, too, Chris B. says. <laughs> ugly goats need – you know, that's a good question. Have you ever – uh, I don't know if this is good oh, for no, us to. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, let's do don't this. Let's segue. Let's segue into there. this. Have you ever? <laughs> I know where this, I know where this is going, and it's not going to be. Um, yeah. Have you ever come across this situation in your life with like those girls who have like beautiful banging bodies, but the face is like butterface, you know, kind of like a demon goat looking like face that you literally <laughs> have to put a bag over it, you know? But the body oh. and everything else is. Ba- have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever seen that? Experienced that in your life? In your years? of experience on the planet drop some wisdom on us about that (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) come on walter i'm not gonna no no comment the people want to know the people want to to know the real story this has happened every real man out there has had to go through this 
You know, uh, so here's the question. If there was yes. some, ch- like what, uh, okay, who out there do you think has like a real amazing body? Like, who do you think? Like, uh, like females? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, celebrities, like, who, you know, so that everyone knows who it is here. Who we talking There's one that I always, that I always, um, um, she's got a really nice backside. Um, okay, you like big butts. That's good. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I like shape. You need shape. You know? Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, so let's establish. Some, we're not talking like Nicki Minaj kind of booties. Is that? No, 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 no. This is that's, this, that's um, too much booty. She's a redhead. Um, and she played Amelia Earhart in one of those movies. Um, uh, I don't know who. Yeah. You know, if you saw her, you know who I was talking about. I think Christina Hendricks, you know who that is? Christina Hendricks. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so there we go. So, so let's say you came across a chick that had like, and Christina Hendricks is cute. You know, there's lots of, uh, you know, there's lots of cute chicks out there. So let's That's say you came, let's say you came across uh, someone with Christina Hendricks body, but this demon goat's face. <laughs> what would you do? Well, would you be one last use the bag method? <laughs> there's be one. There'd be one last qualifying uh, thing. And long as they didn't start sh- screaming uh, like some raving leftist. Then- <laughs> oh. So if you can, okay, let's say she she's got the body of Christina Hendricks and she's pro gun, pro gun, but she just has the demon goat baby face, the that face, that demon goat face. Well, that that's pretty extreme, but you know, <laughs> and and okay, and she's the last chick on the planet. Done. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> We're doing it for mankind. I had to like back you all the way into the corner there. <laughs> mankind, like doing okay. it for. The you gotta do it for the for do it for the flag. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. Listen, a long time ago, my dad did give me some wisdom, and he was like, you know, a real man has to know how to not only deal with the beautiful chicks, he also has to know how to deal with the ugly chicks. Amy um, nine hundred four brought Amy Adams is her name. Amy Adams. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah she's. I think she's a. She's. I think she leans a little left to the hard to the left, but she's got a really nice leaner. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're not, you're not, she wouldn't be able to convince you to go anti-gun, would she? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not that, that, that here, look, look here, this is how it works. Um, before I, before I was married, I, I, I lived with this girl and, and I had my guns and I moved in and here they are, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they don't bite. I took the, took the bolts out of the things. So they, you know, and she had a little boy and everything and uh, no, nothing happened. There was nothing bad. Um, I meet Peggy. She's a little skittish, you know, but I'm like, you know, here I am. Here's my guns. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And look at that. Now she runs the gun companies. Yeah. And she's, she's, she's a total gun chick, which is good. Set her free. So let me ask you something. Yep. Would you rather go gay than to go anti-gun? So let's say if all the women in the world were anti-gun, would you rather not, go gay? I'm not going gay guy. No, so you just well, so what's your what, you just go celibate then? Got to do it for I got to do it for mankind. You, you know? just be celibate. <laughs> no, no, no. The guns, you would give up the guns if all the women in the world because the women are trying to do this. They're trying to organize and stop us, <laughs> right? So if they say that's it, we're not giving up any booty to pro gun guys. So if you want to be pro gun, you're going to get no booty or this go gay. Which one would you do? You're making this hard. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah, I'm trying it. to. I'm, uh, hey, we're we're on the level of asking these questions. People want to know. Like a, this is like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
Yeah, I would just, uh, there's always other methods. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go gay. There's always stuff. There's always the mind palace. Do you know about this? The mind palace? Yeah, was, you know, if it, yeah no, no. You, know. you don't know about the mind palace? No, no, no. I mean, the gay part. No, no, no. No. Yeah, well, okay. All right. That's if what you, you say honest, now. No, if that's your thing, that's fine, but not me. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. Probably we should change the subject now. Yeah, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Let's switch over and talk about some other things. <laughs> Let's see what people are saying. No gay, no sex. There we go. That's what Chris B says. So yeah. there's plenty of really there's plenty of good gay gun guys out there. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't have any once again. <laughs> not for me though. <laughs> I don't want the best, you know, the best part about everything like that is just, you know, I don't have to know everybody's you don't have to know everybody's details. You know, yeah. don't wear it on your Wear it on your chest. And, you know, yeah. it's like it's I, I don't care. Well, did you did I ever tell you the story about how Sean Penn? I think he was with uh, what's the name? What's the name of this? Uh, Madonna? Sh no, she's from South Africa. Um, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron. Right. He was with uh, Charlize Theron, Sean Penn. And they were engaged to be married, but she's like anti-gun. Now, Sean Penn's a liberal. He's a communist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's, a, he's a gun guy, probably. Yeah, but he's a gun guy. And he had this amazing gun collection. I heard about that. And he yeah. destroyed them or got rid of them for that piece. Yeah, of because she, well, they, so they were going to get married. And she said that, you know, but she told, she said that she wouldn't get married to him if he had these guns. But, it, but she wouldn't, she also would not let him sell the guns to someone or give them to anyone. That's bullshit. So right. he destroyed and melted down all these guns. Beautiful. And then she yep. Beautiful historic yeah. guns. And then she kicked them out. Or, lesson, you know, I mean, he probably did something, but she's not, she's not all that hopefully great. Lesson either. learned there. I know. I hope he doesn't repeat. So yeah, she doesn't have, uh, she doesn't have those kind of skills. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to look up this Ava Adams. Is there something else you want to talk about? Because you guys are talking about this Ava Adams chick. Amy, 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 not Ava. Is it Amy Adams? Okay. All right. So I got to look because I've got to give my opinion on this before we end this broadcast. Of what? Oh, you're talking about this actress, Amy Adams, that's in every damn movie? No, every movie. She's in every movie. She's got to be like Lois. She's got to be uh, Lois Lane. She's in every damn movie. Well, then she's prolific. Is that the word yeah, for that? She's, you know, is she anti-gun? I have no idea. Yeah, and you're talking about she was in. She was also in Night at the Museum. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like, you know. Yeah, you gotta I turn would, around and see the backside. Sorry. Yeah, you know, she's. I'm not. I'm not trying to diss her or anything like that. But she's. It feels to me like she's in every movie. There's lots of women in this world, and she's in every movie. But she's not bad. She's all right. You just reminded me of something she's, a minute ago. Now, now you start just, to talk so much. I forgot it. Um, <laughs> let's see. What was that? God, it was a good subject, too. And I don't know. And I know this will be like a little surprising to people out there because I'm a fat dude. But I like the athletic chicks. You know, yeah. I like chicks that, that look like they can kick my ass. You know, but they really can't. I mean, did, that's that's why I'm married to Lola. Did she you see <laughs> Lola looks like she can kick my ass, but I keep telling people it's fake muscles. <laughs> I can't remember the girl's name, but there's a there's some stuff on her with her on YouTube where she, she's I don't know if she plays soccer, but she can kick the ball around with her feet like like mm -hmm. like you would do with hacky sack or something like that. But mm -hmm. she doesn't like it with a soccer ball. Mm -hmm. and I think she's Latin. O N G. Okay, I don't know. You have, you have to see this. If you like if you like yeah. thick fit, 
You'll lose where, your and where did you discover this woman? I'm guessing on Instagram. <laughs> it was a. Uh, I think I clicked on it on Facebook actually. Oh okay, okay, cool. All things that popped up. And- you know what we should do? We should do this as a show, seriously. But I'm going to have to be prepared for this. Uh, this is a good show idea, and we should do this next week. What's that? Who we think are the hottest chicks out there? We should do this next week. This is a good topic. We'll let. I'm going to give all you guys in advance, so everyone can get their people together. Because we we're gonna we, we, you know we have to like talk discuss this a little bit. I need to know what we're talking about here. So nine oh nine oh four asks, uh, do you like Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, she's not super, she's not super attractive in the face, but I've seen her in some things where, you know, I mean, she probably could kick my ass for real though, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, she can probably really beat the living crap out of me, and out of a lot of dudes out there. Hasn't she fought dudes? I'm pretty sure she has. You know what the thing is, like with the, um, with all that MMA stuff. Uh, first of all, I don't really I'm not into watching people beat the shit out of each I other. Don't, I don't. And I don't it definitely play. doesn't turn me on to watch women beating the shit out of each other. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get off seeing guys beat each other to a pulp. Yeah. So. But I have seen Ronda Rousey in movies. Um, I think wasn't she in uh, what was it? The Not the lose. Uh, <laughs> the disposable. What's that thing with um, Sylvester Stallone? That series that he's been doing the disposables oh. or. Maybe yeah 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 disposable yeah 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 um, whatever that movie is I can't remember it right now someone well, someone like, will, seems like Ronda Rousey might have a couple fans here on on yeah the, Ronda Rousey she's you know when she's not like all beaten up and bloody <laughs> you know she's not you know no she's, she's not, not bad. Right. No, a, I mean, yeah I like I like women that have big legs so there you go yeah well that's you, you know, know the big thunder thighs thunder thighs <laughs> well <laughs> yeah can't help it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about the thunder thighs i don't know uh so but we should do this though we should have like who do we think are like the most badass chicks or something and we'll have a thing i'll let a couple of guys come on and we'll have the whole you know we'll have that conversation how about that we'll do that next week yeah i'll have, I'll have to think about that you know because there's certain ones that research so if if peggy <laughs> catches you doing anything this weekend Looking at some stuff that you're not supposed to be looking at. Guess what? You could just go research. Looking at stuff you're not supposed to be looking at. Yeah. Just go, you know what? Um, I've got to do research for the show that we're doing. I have week. to do a little. <laughs> oh, dear. That's okay. why I'm looking at all this stuff right now. So Expendables. Um, so yeah. 904 says Expendables. Oh, Expendables. Yeah, she's in the Expendables. Yeah. See on Instagram, just so people know, I like the I like the uh, like the workout. When if I ever make some YouTube millions, Walter, first thing I'm doing is hiring a personal trainer. Yes, I'm gonna all of a sudden get into being fit, and I guarantee you that personal trainer is gonna be banging. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my motivation <laughs> to work out. <laughs> No one, no one tell Lola about that. Don't tell her. Okay. We won't tell her. Yeah. Don't say anything. She, yeah. She, don't let her know about this. Go ahead. What are you going to show me? You've no, got I, a case. I, pulled, I just pulled out the Glock box again. I'm, oh. I think I'm, it, we might see this tomorrow. So. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Don't, don't say any more. Let's talk about what's going on. Lola's telling me. So we're this weekend, we're going to be actually tomorrow. We're going to be making videos. We're going to be shooting guns. 904 is going to be there. Um, we've also got, I forgot that we've got another guest that's coming on. 904 has to tell me who it is. Um, I think it's locks and loaded. It's another no, Florida. Is that, is that like locks and bagels or 
No, locks and loaded. He's got dreadlocks. It's a brother. Don't get yourself into trouble, Walter. <laughs> oh, well, it could be like locks, dreadlocks and loaded. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm just messing. It could be like a Jewish guy with his yarmulke on. He's locks and bagels. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this Jew. I've seen Jewish guys with dreadlocks too. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, not not 100. percent But I have seen I have seen them with dreadlocks. So we're gonna have some folks out on the hacienda. We're gonna be shooting up some guns, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll be throwing up some social medias for anyone who follows us. We're on uh, Walter's on Instagram. Yes, I know. I, I, I And after we talked the last time the other day, um, one of uh, somebody commented on uh, Gmail that I don't promote my stuff enough. And he's right. I don't, you know, like at the end, you say, what's up, Walter? And I'm like going, Dah. can't remember. That's what it is. After sitting here jet, talking with you for a while, I'm like, I'm like, you know, burned out. So. So, so yeah, what's your social media? What social media are you on? Uh, f- uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, are you the same thing on all those social media? Um, as far as the names go? Yeah. Um, 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 Facebook, there's there's uh, Safety Hour Firearms. I'm on there personally, too, but Safety Hour Firearms. Um, Twitter, it's uh, SHF Walt, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then on Instagram, it is Safety Harbor Firearms. And then we're also on we have a YouTube channel too, which is Safety Harbor Firearms. And yeah. then, then there's uh, Mower Death also on YouTube, which yeah, is- Yeah, Mower Death. We got to bring back <laughs> Mower Death. We when you were talking money. to Mac from um, mil- uh, Military- um, Military Arms Channel. Yeah, I want to talk, yeah, yeah. Um, I posted my first step on up on YouTube like in 2006 too, you know, shooting lawnmowers and doing stuff like that. And one of them has 300,000 views but I didn't think that, you know, to keep doing this and feed the feed the beast, as I say. Yeah, you could have been big, man. I could have been like Demolition Ranch because God knows mm-hmm. I could. No, I, I could tell you, you know why you can't be like Demolition Ranch? I hate to bust your bubble. You're definitely not cute enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that that can be arranged. Trust me. No, I'm not trying to. No, Demo, Demo Ranch is a good guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, but well, but what I'm saying was. Huge amount of ladies that follow his stuff. At the time, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't see it as that. You know, I just saw you throw some stuff up and just have some fun and da 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 da. You know, so yeah, I probably should have followed up a little bit more. And by this time, you, you um, anyway. So, so back in those days, because so when you were doing that back then, I'm sure Hick, because Hickok's been doing it for a long time. That's one of the reasons why he's so big. Do you remember looking at Hickok stuff back then? Nah, not no. really. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I I was um, I was making I was doing the you know started doing the uppers in two thousand three, so I was doing all that, but I wasn't like sitting in front of the internet, looking at everybody's videos and stuff. I yeah, I'm sure there's some guys who've been doing YouTube videos about guns a lot longer than Hickok or Iraq Veteran yeah. or Nothing Fancy or a Military Arms Channel, but it takes real commitment to do this stuff to really be this big. It's not, you can have videos up there and a few of those videos might be huge. Some guys have millions of views, but that alone doesn't build like the huge channel that these guys have built. It's out of, uh, well, you know, you were building guns while those guys were building. Right, right. If, if, there was, if there was no monetization, would there be any of these channels? Um, I think yeah, there would be not. not as many. There wouldn't be as many because a lot of the guys still do it just for the enjoyment. Um, I right. would do it just because I enjoy doing there'd this stuff. No, there'd be no gun people giving them guns to review. There'd be no all that that type of stuff going on. Well, the guns for review has nothing to do with the monetization. I don't think. I think but the it, guns. The guns. It's like if if 
what we would have either way is millions of people looking at this stuff. So they would, I think they still would be getting the guns because this is the only way that people could see it. If there was no YouTube, maybe not. Yeah. Not so much. Um, yeah. If there was no YouTube, but if YouTube existed and they just didn't pay people, I think people would still do it because how uh, you either have to shoot these guns or see someone shooting them. Yeah. It used to be done on TV on, on shows. Yeah, those shows. Uh, some of them were cool. I like Top Shot. You know, we're friends no, with I mean, uh, not, not, not Peter so Palmer like from that, Top Shot. I mean, more like the outdoor shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I don't really think they're all that good. They're they're not by Beretta. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those shows they're too they're like too deep in the pockets of the yeah, of the yeah. gun manufacturers and stuff like that. They never. I've watched most of those things have never given me the kind of information that I want to see. Right. So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to knock them. Hey, everyone deserves to be out there and do their thing. But I think that, um, you know, if there was no other choice, we would have we that would be the only thing that we have. But look at what's going on today. Most of those things are being uh, relegated to like cable TV and they pay for their airtime. Yeah. So it seems like cool. Oh, these guys are on cable TV. That's but you have to pay for that airtime. Whereas on YouTube, even if you're not getting paid, you make a video, you put it on YouTube, millions of people. Tens, hundreds of millions of people could see it. Or 10. Yeah. But, you know, um, if you pay for your airtime on cable, <laughs> you know, you've got to pay for the airtime, make the things, put it up there. And there's no, and there's no guarantee anybody's going to see it. Yeah. So I know that several people have talked to me about doing one of those cable shows, whatevs. Um, oh, someone's going to have to come along and fund that before I do it. I've been talked to a lot of times to get these phone calls. Hey, we're doing this show and just that. And it goes at the end, it's, it's only $10,000. It's like, no, no, yeah, no, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you know, there's YouTube. You should yeah. ask them, have you ever heard, have you heard of YouTube? You ever heard of Hank Strange? Come on, yeah. get with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So what else you have going on before we wrap it up here? Oh, let's see. Well, we already talked about the social media, I guess. Um, and my lack of uh, appreciation or attention to it. But anyways, um, we took a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, share, like, subscribe. I kind of sound like somebody else now. Come on. What's up with that? Yeah. Well, that's good. We get, we're training you up. We're training you up. <laughs> Give me a bone. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. We'll be doing stuff tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We'll be, um, I'm going to bring this up here. We'll shoot a little AK and try out that, um, that Magpul yeah. mag. We're going to do the, uh, Fostec trigger, Against the M16 versus the Franklin Armory? Is that what's yeah. going on? Yes, we're going to do that and several other videos. We've got something called the Firepower Rig from uh, yeah. Firepower. Andrew's Custom Leather. I've got I've got that with me. Um, plus, I'm bringing some, a few other little things along, too, um, yeah. just to entertain ourselves with. Um, yeah, you know what? If people want to see us do certain videos, they should let us know in these things and we'll get some videos done oh, if they yeah, want to see that. The reason I'm toting the AK around is we're going to do an AK video where I pull out every AK that that Walter Keller has known, uh, has to his... Uh, this looks interesting, this particular one that you have in your hands. Right, right. I mean, oh, I just remembered something else. I can, well, anyways, um, I, have, I have quite a few AKs and AK pistols and... And there's some other stuff in the works, too, that I'll bring along. It's not quite ready yet. Yeah, 904 wants to know if that's an RPK. Yeah, this is a Yugo. I mean, excuse me, this is a um, Romanian mm-hmm. RPK. Yeah. Very cool. And um, I made a point to get the correct bipod on it and all that good stuff. So um, I also have a Yugo one. 
and um, some other stuff too. But when we do that video, we're going to have a ton of stuff. So there's something you want to see or something you want to ask about certain ones. I'll try to bring a whole bunch of different types of magazines and drums and, and uh, a full auto one, which I'm working on a post sample. And I might have by that time, how many people know what this is an East German MPI, which is the 22 caliber trainer in full auto. Maybe we'll see what happens. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm um, gonna bring a bunch of stuff up and make a, make some video, make a big video. And, uh, so like I said, if anybody's got questions or suggestions or try this, try that, let us know. Yeah. yeah and uh, I see someone, uh, Richard Mondo wants us to do more stag arms videos. We do have a stag arms video coming up with the 308, uh, and we're going to be giving away a 308 and all that. We've got all the parts and everything together. We just need to assemble it and yeah, then we'll do that video and we'll be giving it away. Yeah, and speaking of giving things away, I got to get off my butt and get that 50 cal together. So, yeah. And I was thinking about that today. I'm going to I'm going to get her done here probably the next uh I might do it next week just to get okay. things. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be cool. So, we've got lots of cool videos coming up. Uh we've got some cool things going on next week. I want to remind everyone that we're on iTunes. So if you just search for Hank Strange or the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, you know, you'll see us on iTunes. At this point, we've got like 15 episodes up there. You know, I'm putting up like five episodes every week. So by, by next week, uh, early next week, there'll be another five up on iTunes. So you guys can listen to them in your car and all that kind of stuff. I encourage you to go there, listen to them and then rate them so that we can uh, get some traction and maybe get featured as like what's hot that's new on iTunes. Um let me see. What else do I want to do? I want to thank everyone that sponsors the channel here. That would be Safety Harbor Firearms with Walter Keller and the, and the rest of the family. Rand CLP, those guys take care of us. Look out for us here. And also Andrew's Custom Leather, always looking out for us. We're going to be doing some more stuff with them coming up soon. And of course, we can't forget about Big Daddy Guns. They provide the studio, the internet, a lot of other things going on here. And most especially <laughs> the, the folks who support us on Patreon, man. Love those guys. There's more and more people coming on all the time, supporting us on Patreon, looking out for us. We appreciate that. I want to thank all you guys that do that. We are Patreon slash Hank Strange. And uh, I'm going to call it a day. I will see you guys next week. Peace out.